This is going to be a little bit different. Are you all okay with different? All right. Confidence. Confidence. Um, so this isn't really like a message. I don't, I don't really know what this is going to be. So let's just say it's a word from God. Is that cool? All right. So, um, and, and it's, <laughs> when I say, you ever heard somebody say, uh, I have a word from God, and then they talk for like an hour, and you're like, that was like a lot of words from God, right? But when I say I have a word from God, I literally have one word. It's going to take me a few words to get it out, but one word that he put in my heart a couple weeks ago, I know it's for today, and that word is through. So if you're taking notes, just write down through, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, because I know there's a couple ways to spell the word through when you hear it, um, but through. So a couple weeks ago, he dropped that in my heart, and um, Proverbs 15.23 says this, that a word spoken in due season is good. And I want you to know that when, I don't know how you are when the Lord speaks to you, but I just, I have a journal I'll like, jot down. So somewhere back in my journal, I have the word through, and then I have like a question mark, like what in the world is that about? Can I just tell you that um, in this past week, our church has walked through one of the most difficult, if not the most difficult weeks we've ever experienced in, since we started almost nine years ago. Um, just as we, you know, as we laid Colby Honeycutt to rest and we were around um, Bradley and Melanie and just all that, was, all that went on this past week, it's just a really, really difficult week. And I kept thinking about this word through. Like, and I started realizing, like, wow, God, you... You've really known what you were going to do, what was going to take place, why we were going to need to know this before we did. And thank you so much for just sharing what I needed as I was preparing to walk through that week, right? So, um, everybody take a deep breath. Blow it out. Everybody say this after me. Paul, this does not have to be your best sermon. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, right? Because it, it, it might not be, and I'm not really that concerned about it. What I want to make sure I do is I want to make sure that I tell you in the same way that God told me about this word through, okay? So do we have that picture? Can we throw that picture up on the screen? Um, so this is literally when, when I <laughs> – so let me just talk, talk through this, and um, you can leave it up there as long as you like. It's fine. Just it, It's better to look at this than me. So – when I, when I got the word through, literally what God said was, you are passing through, okay? And so I saw this in my mind, this like, I got a city limit sign, we kind of doctored a little bit. So the city limit, the name of the city is through, and, that's, and how many live there? Too many. Because too many of us have built houses, dwellings, lived in a place that God intended for us to pass through and not stay in. Now, we have friends, Wendy and I have friends, and this became a running joke with our friends when we were in, a, in another church in another city. They had family up in Ohio. Is there anybody here from the north? Just curious. Praying for all of you. Amen. Yes. Um, they were from Ohio, and so they were traveling to see family in, in Ohio. And I'm sure you all do this, too, when you, when you travel to see your family. Either you call them or they call you, and they kind of ask for, like, regular updates. Where are you on the way? How much longer? Blah, 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 blah. And so um, her mom, our friend's, 
our friend's mom called her on her cell phone and asked her, like, you know, how much farther, how much longer do you think it'll be? Probably going to get food ready or something, you know, when they get there. And um, where are you? And she she looked around and she saw a sign and she said, "Oh, we we just passed by this the town of Odot." Like, her husband was driving, and he looked at her and he went, "Odot." Yeah, there's a sign there said Odot. You mean Ohio Department of Transportation? Right, right. So for a long time, we'd be like, any if we went on a youth trip or whatever, we would just like call each other. They were chaperones. We would say we'd call their 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 car and say, hey, we just passed ODOT. You know, just but we're passing through, right? We're passing. When you're traveling, you pass by places. We aren't called to live in the city of through. We're called to pass through. So I want to kind of walk us through just kind of what this looks like for us. The last couple months, we've talked about. The remix, right? We've talked about meeting in the middle, expecting something supernatural. M-E-S-S spells mess, right? And the middle is messy. We step into the middle expecting something supernatural. And we've talked about Isaiah 43:18. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to quote it out loud, but I bet you probably could. It says that, behold, I am doing a new thing, right? And it's, he asked this question, do you not perceive it? And so we've talked about this, that we know that God is doing a new thing. I'm not trying to, I don't have an agenda here. So when I say things like the church in America needs to learn how to grieve what was so she can move forward to what is, I'm not like saying, hey, what was was terrible. I'm just saying that obviously God is pouring out his spirit in a new way in these days. And if we, if we try to cling to what we had, we're never going to get to what he wants us to have. Does that make sense? So there's this, this tension, right? That if we know God's, if he's doing something new, then what we can't do is we can't camp out in the middle and settle there. We talked a couple weeks ago about how the priest stepped into the Jordan River, right? And so that was pretty impressive. Y'all were like, he's going to fall. He stepped, they step in, the waters part, and then the priest stood in the middle on dry ground, and all the Israelites, millions of them, passed through, right? So think about this. What if they had just walked halfway and said, hmm, I've always wanted to have a, a river house, and how cool would it be to have it in the river? I've always wanted to have walls of water. This is awesome. I'm not sure how we'll hang things here, but somehow we'll try to make it work, command strips or something. If they had just, like, settled there, then at some point God would have said, no, 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 I didn't call you to settle here. I called you to pass through, right? And we've got to get this concept. If we're going to pass through, then we're going to need um, a lot of what I'm going to call, just write this down, suspended faith. So suspended faith doesn't mean that you put your faith on hold, right? Um, let's see if we can be easier if we could illustrate this if we were like at a circus. But, okay, just, just, just imagine for a second um, that, that I'm a trapeze artist. It, are you able to picture that in your mind? No? Is this hard? Because you're picturing me in those tights, and it's, it's scary. I know. You're like, oh, God, this cannot be the word you gave Paul, right? People are turn, they're turning off right now. And they're like, I'm done with this live stream. So picture me. I'm a trapeze. So I'm, I'm all sequined out. You know, I'm bedazzled, the whole deal. And I'm on this. I'm, I'm on the, the bar, right? You've, you've been to the circus, haven't you? Have you seen? Yes? Okay. Okay, so I'm swinging. I'm 
swinging, and I'm swinging. And what does the trapeze artist do? They just swing, right? So all they do is swing. No. Yeah, <laughs> they do actually let go. And so when they let go, they do all this, like, stuff in the middle, right? And then what do they hope to do? <clears throat> Grab, because they've worked it out with some other person who's bedazzled on this side, and they're timing when to let that bar go so that it's swinging at the same time so that when they let go and do whatever they're going to do in the middle, then when they reach out, I've seen trapeze artists that have, like, come off backwards. This is fun for the camera people. You're doing a great job. Come off backwards and, like, do all that crazy. And then they actually, like, reach blindly, and the bar is there. And then we, we clap. We go crazy, right? It's, just, it's amazing. Think about being the trapeze artist. So to get to that bar, you have to let go of that bar. You got to step into the middle. But when you let go of that bar, this is where you are. Suspended. Like, they've at least practiced it, right? They at least know, not even like 99 out of 100 times that thing's going to be there. <clears throat> they would probably say 999 times out of 1,000 or 99,999 out of 100,000, it's going to be there. They know. They practiced it. But can I just tell you this? In our lives, we don't know when that bar is going to be there. We don't. Have you found yourself saying to people, when will corona stop? And they have said, let me channel my inner knowing, and it will be on November the 29th, 2021, three, right? Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea. And you know what that's doing? It's jacking up the control people in the church. And by control people, I mean the person you're sitting next to. All of us. We like to like we like to point people, oh, oh, that's a control freak. No, all of us are control freaks. It's just a different level of control. Like I'm a pretty laid back person, but at some point, y'all, I'm just like, I want to go eat in a restaurant, right? At some point, I just want it to be over. And all of us are realizing we don't control that. And that's hard. We don't know when it'll feel like it used to feel, and that's hard. We've all let go of this bar because we kind of had to because Corona said, taking it, right? And now here we are in the middle going, God, how long? How long am I going to be suspended here? And I want to ask you this question. Do you have suspended faith? Do you have faith to trust God here? I know you had it there. I think we had it there. We're finding out now whether or not we actually had it there, aren't we? And I'm pretty sure we'll have it there. But the question is, do we have it here? I, I think some of us in this place have been unwilling to stand in the middle, suspended, and trust God. So we've done one of two things. We've reached back to what we knew. If you, if you follow the, the Israelites through the, 
their whole journey to the promised land, how many times did they say to Moses, God, I just wish we were back in Egypt? And he's like, <laughs> he'd be like, wait, wait, what? You wish you were what? I just wish we were back in Egypt. I mean, I know we were slaves, and I know they tried to kill us, but the food was so good. Wait, what? Can you be, just be Moses for a second. Like, Moses is like, dude, wait, what? They'll, they will kill you. But I know, but my last meal will be not manna, right? We either reach back to what we knew or we try to rush ahead to what we think is coming next. But, man, this is a hard place to be. Turn to the person next to you and say, that's a hard place to be. I mean, is this making any sense? Do you find this to be a hard place? I find this to be a difficult place. And so we typically want to either stay here and make it work or go back to what we knew or rush ahead of God. And here's the encouraging thing. God knew that. And that's why he was the first one to pass through. That city through, God was the first person to pass through. So Genesis chapter 15 um, find it in your Bible app. Find it on your Bibles. I, I could read you the whole chapter. I don't know that we'll do the whole chapter. But let me just tell you what's happening in this, in this chapter. Abraham has already been called by God to leave what he knew and to go to what he didn't know. And we did all this during discomfort. Okay, so if you've been following us, been with us for a while, if you were with us online when, when corona first happened, I think the first series we did was called Discomfort. And we talked about how God said to Abraham, leave the land you know. And go, just go. <laughs> doesn't that, that sounds like a parent, doesn't it? Like, just, just go outside. Where? Anywhere, but not here. <laughs> like, you ever send it to your kids? I just need you to go outside. How long? Just go outside. Forever. Right now. Forever. Go. When do you want me to come back? I, I don't know that I, that I want to come back. Just go. So now, God's not mad at Abraham, but he looked at Abraham and he just said, look, just go. I'm telling you to not be here. That's what I'm saying. Like, my word to you is don't be here, so just go. And Abraham's like, go where? I'll tell you when you get there. I mean, this is so like a parent with a child, right? I'll tell you when you get there. When you get there, I'll say stop. And until you see, hear me say stop, just keep walking. Not many of us are signing up for that, right? That's an uncomfortable life, but that's what he called Abraham to do. So here we are, Abraham. He's in, in chapter 15. That's already taken place. He's, he's still, his name is Abram. The name change is going to come later. And he's having this conversation with God. So let's just start in verse 1. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Don't be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. Let me say amen. That's a good promise. But Abram said... Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless and the one who will inherit my estate is Eleazar of Damascus? Now, I, I'm just going to point this out to you. Some of y'all don't read the Bible this way because you're spiritual. I read the Bible like I can't believe that just happened, right? Like, are they really having this conversation? Did you pick up on what just happened with Abraham? Like, we're talking about how it's hard to be in the middle, and some of y'all are like, you're doing the head nod. Like, yeah, I think I'm supposed to say yes to that. But I know it's hard to be in the middle. Because it's right here in Scripture. God said to Abraham, I am your shield. I am your reward. And Abraham, who's in the middle of no, of what he knew and what he has no idea about, it's hard to be in this messy middle. Abraham says to God, I mean, 
what can you even give me? I'm, not, I'm surprised that God didn't just, like, strike him dead. Um, hello, Abram, I just said I'm giving you me. I am your reward. Yeah, but what, but what can you give me? Me. My presence, like me. I'm with you right here. I'm here. And Abraham's not, he's not even getting it. And Abraham said, you have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him. This man will not be your heir, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir, which he didn't have at, the point, at that point. He took him outside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars if you even can. That was not God insulting his math skills. There's just a lot of stars, right? And then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. Now listen, what God basically said there was, what you've known is no children. But what you're going to know is more than you can count. And Abraham is where again? He's in the middle of the trapeze bars. And he has suspended faith. Look what it says. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. God also said, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? Do you, can you relate to Abram right now? Have you had, like, prayer times with God recently where, like, you're just full of faith, and he gives you a promise, and you're like, yes! And then, like, that afternoon, you're like, but God, how, when, when, where, and what? And are you sure that you, I mean, are you positive? This is, this is Abram. Like, he's, he believes him. God credits to him, credits to him as righteousness. And then the next statement out of his mouth is, how can I know for sure? So the Lord said to him, bring me a heifer. That's a fun, fun, I love that, right? Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. So Abram brought all these to him, cut them in two. This is like high school biology. Cut them in two and arrange the halves opposite each other. So basically, he takes these animals and he cuts them in half. One half goes on the ground here and one half goes on the ground here. Are you seeing this in your head with some space in between? All right. Now, in the Old Testament, this was called... Um, like cutting the blood, this is called a covenant. This is how they would do a covenant. And there were two types of covenants. There were unilateral covenants and bilateral covenants. Boy, this really does feel like high school, doesn't it? Unilateral meant that when you put these halves on each side, that if one person walked through the cut pieces, then that person was saying, it's on me to make this happen. If two people walked through then it meant this, it's on both of us to make sure this happens, and if either one of us backs out, may I be cut in half like these animals were cut in half. They took that stuff seriously, didn't they? This wasn't like, yo, bro, I'll give you my word. It's like, no, no, this is serious. Like, you're not going to back out. And so what we're going to see here, as the sun was setting, next verse, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. And then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that for 400 years your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own. They'll be enslaved and mistreated, but I will punish the nation they serve as slaves. And afterward, they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your ancestors in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. And when the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared 
and passed between the pieces. That was the presence of God. So while Abram is sleeping, God passes through the cut pieces, which was God saying, I am passing through. It's on me, Abram, to make sure that what I just promised you will happen. You can't bring anything to the table here. I will do it. And what I want you to see is that God understands how hard it is to be in the middle. He understood where Abram was. He understands where you and I are. And as a result, he says, you know what? I'm, I'm going to pass through first. I'm going to be the one that walks through the cut pieces of, of animal. And I'm going to let you know that I will be the one that makes this come to pass. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, to your descendants I give this land. To your descendants, I give this land. I will be the one responsible to make this happen. So don't you know that when they got up from that place, every time, because you know that story got told. Y'all would tell that story, wouldn't you? Be like, y'all, I was really tired, and like fire appeared, and a torch, and like this pot of stuff And it floated through the air, through these pieces of cut animals. It was crazy. It might have been a dream. I don't think it was, though. I was leaning up against a tree, but I'm pretty sure it happened. It was floating, floating. You would tell everybody in your family, wouldn't you, Lizzie? Everybody. They'd be sick of hearing the story. And then they would have, like, you'd have kids who have kids who have kids, and they'd be like, tell that story again, Daddy. Right? So you know for generations that story was told. And every single time the people of God found themselves in a middle place, you know somebody said, ooh, remember that time when God showed up and he passed through? Well, if he passed through, we're going to pass through too. That's what they would say all the time. And too many people stop in between now and next You and I are not called to live there. We're called to pass through. Galatians 3, 7, just jot that down. I want you to know this. Galatians 3, 7 says that we are a part of the family of Abraham when we believe in Jesus. Because what took place that day with the fire and the pot and the cut animals, that all pointed to the cross. It all pointed to Jesus. And when Jesus laid his life down as a sacrifice, we were brought into that covenant. So if you're sitting here today and you believe in Jesus, that promise is for you as well. That your God passed through and said, it's on me to fulfill this. You're part of the stars that Abraham looked up and saw. That should make you sit up a little bit taller, shouldn't it? Some of y'all be like, I always knew I was a star. And now it's biblical, right? Like we are part of that promise. So every time we're in the middle We can remember this. If God passed through, we'll pass through too. That's your big idea. If God passed through, we'll pass through too. We're not going to be stuck in the middle forever. I'm so glad I don't serve a God who says, hey, just let go of that bar. and Flap around for a little bit. Have fun with that. Good luck. But he's already preparing This bar over here, he's already got it for us. And he's already shown us with his own example that we can pass through 
Not because we're the greatest and the best, but because he's faithful. I don't know what your through is. I thought about having y'all just holler it out. Don't do that. It's probably too personal, right? But what is your through? Those of you that are watching at home, what's your through? What is that city that you feel like you want to stay in? What is that? Have you noticed how the enemy, his tactic is to convince us that the place we are is the place that we will always be? Have you noticed that? Good or bad. I know people who've been loving Jesus their whole lives. And if you talk to them, they will talk to you about the good old days. Now, I'm not saying they weren't good days. But they bought the lie that they were supposed to stay in those good old days. That God wasn't going to take them from glory to glory to glory. I know people who jacked up their past so bad that they can't get over it today. They still have bought the lie that the failure that they experienced there is where they have to stay. Satan always convinces us that what happened and where we are is where we're always supposed to stay. And I want you to know this. Just a couple verses. Just jot them down. Whatever you're through is, you're not meant to stay there. Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the waters, you will not be drowned. When you pass through the fire, you will not be burned. Psalm 78, 13. I love it. And if you, you could just Google, you know, walking through the Jordan River, the Red Sea, you see it all the time. It's, there's so many Psalms that mention how the people of God told the story all the time about how they walked through on dry land. And here's what all that means for us. We cannot take the easy way out. We can't take the way of comfort. We can't take the way of known. If God calls us to pass through, and he does, then that means the new thing is on the other side. Whatever that is, right? And we've said this a number of times. I'm, I'm probably repeating myself because this stuff is so in my spirit right now. That when Psalm 43, 18, when it says he's doing a new thing, do you not perceive it? That the, the Hebrew word for perceive is experience. Do you not see it? And what he means is, do you, not, do you not see it while you're experiencing it? Are you not walking into it? So sometimes we just sit back and we're like, hey, God, just when you show me, I'll do it. And he's like, when you do it, I'll show you. We hate that, right? So that would be, if you watch Ninja Warrior, okay, be proud. Come on, y'all. I'm a Ninja Warrior person. I, I want to be on American Ninja Warrior, right? Um, I mean, Literally, if I was on American Ninja Warrior, I'd probably, like, do the one thing, and I'd miss the second one. I'd be in the water. But I always picture that I can do it, right? And so when they have anything that's, like, where they got to, like, they're holding on to something, and they have to, like, reach for the other thing, I would be the guy who would hold on to this and try to just stretch as far as I possibly could just to grab the next one before I... I would never want to let go of that to get that. And, y'all, that's where we are. That's where the American church is right now. We're fighting to hold on to what was. 
And God's like, but what's coming is going to be so much better. It's going to be different, no doubt about it, but so much better. A strong remnant who's in it to win it, right? That's what's coming. And, and if we keep holding on, we'll never reach that. The only way to reach what God has next is to let go of what we've had before. So we have to keep walking through. We have to keep trusting even with suspended faith right here. Deuteronomy 31.6, I just want to read this over you, and then we're going to seal this thing with a song. That's a fun phrase, isn't it? Seal it with a song. Deuteronomy 31.6, this is what God says to you. Everybody <clears throat> sit up straight, tall, clear your throat, be ready to receive this. Because some of you are like, what is God's will for my life? I'm going to tell you right now. Here it is. You ready? Be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. I love that. It's not even like God said, well, I passed through, so now you go pass through. No, he's with us. He's literally like, let's go. We can do this. Because I passed through, you're going to pass through too. Come on, let's do it. We got this. Let's go. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you, even in the middle even in a place where we're like, man, if you don't show up, I don't, I'm not enough. In that place, he's going to show up. If, if you pass through, we'll pass through too. And bef just before we, we pray, and, and, and I'm going to invite you to come and pray. I'm going to invite you to find a place with the Lord and, and tell him again, God, I want to trust you. I want to trust you with my life. I want to trust you with the things in my life. I believe that this is a season in the church for listening to his voice. So I, I'm just, I don't think this is a prophetic word. It's probably just an obvious word, but I'm going to say it anyway. I think that this is a season for the American church. And I, it might be hitting other countries like it's hitting us, but I don't live in other countries. So I'm just talking to the country that I do live in. This is a season. For the American church to lean in and hear the voice of God. To hear the whisper of the Spirit. And I love you. I love you. But we ain't never going to hear the voice of God if all we're doing is listening to news. This is a season to remove the distractions from our hearts and our lives and our ears. So that we can hear His voice clearly. Because he's doing a new thing. And we perceive it as we walk into it. I don't know what you listen to. But if we're listening to anything more than the Spirit, we can ask God to turn up the volume on the Spirit. But I think God is telling us to turn down the volume of everything else. And when we do that, he'll show up hear him. He's always been talking. And he'll give us clear direction. And here's what he'll be saying. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Take my hand. I've already passed through. And now I'm going to pass through with you too. And I'm telling you, as great as, listen, we planted a church in this season, right? And it, 
it's awesome. Like, I, I pastor the best church anywhere. We planted a church in this season, and as much as I love that, I want to figure out what's going to happen over here. Because if God said glory to glory, then this is going to be, like, way better than that. And that was phenomenal. And so I'm just, like, asking a church, online, in person, wherever, I'm asking, like, hey, you want to journey with us? You want to go with us? Like, let go of that bar. Let's have some faith right here, some suspended faith right here, and let's pass through this season together and get here, whatever here is. I want that for you and for me. Would you close your eyes? As Jack and Megan lead us in a song, would you just take this time to say yes to God, not to what was, not even to what's coming, but to Him. Yes, Lord. Meet me here. I know you will.
So if you've never made a decision to trust Jesus, I want to just encourage you. This getting through, this passing through can never happen because we're strong enough. It only happens because we trust the God who passed through before us. And he did that through Jesus on the cross. You here in the room and you that are watching online, listen, you'll never know peace without Jesus. It'll never happen. Without Jesus, we're always going to struggle to hold on to one or reach for the other. And there's nothing to sustain us through the middle. Jesus is who does that. Following him is as simple as saying yes. When he says, follow me, we say yes. We admit that we sinned, that we needed what he did on the cross to forgive us. And we put our faith in him and we walk with him daily in community with others who are doing the same. That's it. That's it. If you've never done that, I mean, I want, as I pray and close, I want you to pray and close as well. If you're watching online, you can definitely let us know in the comment section so we can stay in touch with you. Those of you that are here, when we finish and I say amen, as you begin to leave, if you need prayer this morning, be right up there, anointing oil and mask on my face. I'd love to pray over you. I'd love to pray for you about anything, but especially for those of you that need to be full of the Holy Spirit, I want to pray for you about that. God, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for um, how your Spirit speaks to us, God. God, what, a, what an honor it is to share your word. What an honor it is to see that men like Abram were just like us. They'd heard a promise from you, and they were just struggling to get from one place to the next. And, and then, boom, he meets you right there in the middle. And, and you pass through and give him hope that he will too. And I just pray over everybody in the room, whether it's relationships or it's, it's job-related, if it's money-related, health-related, whatever it is that's, that's jacking us up here in the middle and making us feel like we're always going to be stuck right here. I just pray against it. It cannot stand at the name of Jesus. It has to bow to the name of Jesus because He is the one who passed through. He is the one who went to the cross and passed through the grave to victory. And because of that, we say, yes, Lord, do it in our lives as well. We commit ourselves to following Jesus, not from a distance one Sunday to the next, but intimately abiding with you daily. Because the closer we are to you, the closer we are to the victorious one. And we thank you, God, in your name.